like to get bitty with the podcast, I am coming into that intro hot like if I was Andrew Happel, who I can't spell his name. <laughs> Anyways, I'm your co-host, Holly Stark. And I'm your co-host, Mary Sorensen. And we're so excited to have you guys back. We took last week off, um, a little unexpected, but like, you know, we all need a break sometimes. And to be honest, I was thinking about it. We're almost at our one year and we've only taken one other week off. So like 50 yes. out of 52 weeks, pretty good. And we have like what, like almost 70 episodes? Yeah. This is 70. This is episode 70, maybe possibly. I think we're like 60 something. I don't know. Okay, cool, cool. But yeah, out of 70, like that's a lot. Like yeah, that's a lot. Here. And like, to be honest, my social um, like gas tank was at E. So it was just like, I needed to pump the brakes and just like take it to a gas station. I'm really going into <laughs> this metaphor, <laughs> fill it up, <laughs> get back on track. And now we're here. <laughs> and now we're here. So today we have an amazing guest and it's a guest that me and Mary have talked about in like 15 other episodes now since we yes. recorded it. So we have the amazing Corinne Angelica, who I found via Instagram. I saw that she was a hormones coach and all about uh, really taking charge of your hormones as a woman, as well as helping with women who are transitioning off birth control and really transitioning to honor their cycle in a natural way. So when I saw her, I was like, she's going to be on the podcast and I manifested it. And then here she is. <laughs> so before we get into Corinne, me and Mary did want to do a little bit of a kind of like mini check-in on our intentions. I was just like a mini check-in as well. So yeah. Mary, how's things been? What's coming up for November? How was October? Let's give a little re, a little re recap. A re re. A re re. A little re re. Um, so October was good. I was doing Swattober as I told everybody. I was really like stoked. I was on top of it. I was enjoying lifting. And then, of course, because it's my life, like something has to go wrong. So it was a little bit of overuse on my knee. So I ended up missing the last like three days of Squattober. Um, I tried to push myself at the beginning of the week and I did Monday, Tuesday of the last week. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I just did like lighter workouts and didn't really follow the plan. Um, and I think that that was beneficial because if I do want to continue lifting, then I need to pay attention to my body and, I was telling Holly cause I texted her and I was like, Hey, like I need someone else to tell me that it's okay to like take a day off because I feel like I'm still in like that mental space of like feeling guilty for missing something or not finishing an intention. But I was at like 90%. So like, I feel like it's okay. Um, otherwise I've had some hiccups and we'll talk about this in later episodes with my, I think I just announced it on our last intro that I was going to therapy. Yeah. That's, I think when we talked about yeah. it. So I have had some hiccups with that, but I will wait till a, a later episode to kind of get into that. Um, so overall, I would say this month, the beginning, we started out strong. And then I would say like the last week and then like leading into November, it's just kind of been meh. So just trying to get back on track. Like it. Yeah. So what are your what about you? Oh, oh. You, want to go right you don't want to talk about your October? I mean, yeah, I can. I, I guess I was just diving right in. Sorry. So let's, <laughs> let's check up on me. Um, I thought my cat was going to walk across the computer. So I feel like October was a decent month. I, I don't remember exactly what like my intentions like were written out, but I know it was kind of pick the wedding date. Did it. Date on that in a second. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, okay. I mean, they're all going to hear anyway. Uh, so pick a wedding date. Um, 
book therapy and I can't remember what my third one was. I think it was just kind of like getting more, you know, uh, in with my, oh yes. Getting more, just um, working out with your cycle. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I was like planning. Cycle. What is that? Yeah. Uh, yes. So, um, wedding date we picked October 31st. So the last day of the month, why am I, we got it in, but I got it in October. (laughs) So October 22, 22 is when the wedding will be for me and Mr. Brandino. Um, more details to come on that. And then book therapy, not only did I book therapy in October, but I started therapy, which, um, me and Mary have talked about doing an episode about therapy. So we'll definitely like dive more into hers and mine, but I did have my first session, uh, this past Saturday and it was really good. Um, just like a little, I think it's funny. Cause both of them, like both those goals, like squeaked in right at the end of the month, right at the end of the month, like but you made your days. appointment earlier. So yes, that's, yes. you were um, on it. Yeah. I had made it. I just had to wait for her availability and things of that nature. So um, just like a little tidbit about therapy, we realized in this one session that I have some control issues. So that's something I'm working <laughs> on and that I can't wait to dive into more because as soon as she said it, I was like, yeah, I do have control issues, don't I? Um, but that's a topic for another day. And then my other intention was really, you know, planning my, my, uh, workouts with my cycle, which I feel like I did very well at this month. Uh, and I felt good in my workouts and mm-hmm. like my period week, I was, I know I talked about it in one of our last episodes. I was very rested, didn't really do much that week and really just honored my body. And I've been really using the, you know, high intensity workouts and, and cardio at the beginning of the cycle, and then really moving and slowing down into Pilates and yoga at the end of the cycle. And it, it has just been feeling really good in my body. So I'm excited to continue with that. So I feel like even though October, like mentally, I was very not strong, I would say not the worst month ever, but not the best month. Mm -hmm. I'm happy that I did all the things I wanted to do. I love that. So that's where I'm at. So what's going on for November? We are now three days into this month. Yes. So my November has actually started really crappy. I've had a lot of anxiety, a lot of like, like, seasonal like as the weather's changing just a lot going on and like the whole therapy situation is not helping because I haven't really had a good session with a therapist I've already switched my therapist three times so again a conversation for a later date but I feel like I'm having my next therapy session on the 11th and this therapist already seems a lot better they've checked in they've sent a worksheet to like fill out so that like we're on topic and we'll have a conversation um so therapy is on top of my list for this month is actually like getting into that and if this doesn't work out then like moving forward and finding different therapy like in-house or like with my insurance things like that yeah um my other thing that I'm planning on doing is kind of a trajectory like it's a step before the next step so and it has to kind of do with Corinne so there is a podcast called Financial Fix Her which she was on I can't remember what her name is but that's like her handle on Instagram and our friend Ashley who also has a podcast and she was on our podcast Ashley Alm um, she had her on her podcast talking and so I'm going to sign up for like a session with her to talk about fixing my financials and things like that. So then it come December when I'm coming off of birth control, I can work with Corinne, who you guys will hear now to get off of my birth control and to, you know, follow my cycle. So November is going to be a very big, like fixing my finances, like getting on a budget, like 
kind of just like realigning myself back to the goals that I have. And then, you know, having the next goal ready to go based on like what I'm doing this month. Um, I am also going to be working with Mr. Cam Hewitt this month. He is going to be writing, yeah, he's going to be writing me um, some lifting stuff. Like he's going to write me a whole program. So I'm very excited for that to work with him. Um, just kind of like stealing all of our people that we've used. Our we them so we know that we like them and then can work with them. Exactly. And then we can tell you guys after we work with them for you to work with them too. Um, so yeah, I've got, that's kind of like my fitnessy goal is to work with him on programming and like getting back into like safe lifting and just like kind of hit my goals there. Um, but really it's focusing on therapy, fixing my finances so that I can pay for a course with Corinne to help my cycle because I'm, I have a month left or two, a month and a half left of birth control anyways that I already paid for. So I might as well use it and then get off of it properly. That was a lot. I'm also turning 29 this month. 29? 29? 29? (laughs) Yeah. So I want to go into this next like year of my life with a plan and like a stronger foundation. So that's my November. What's your November look like? Um, I feel like I have kind of a fun November too. Like fun if these things are fun to people, I guess they're fun to us, but um, fun casually. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm really focusing on this month, one, continuing to really move my workouts with my cycle, but I want to start really eating for my cycle as well. So when I was doing kind of my uh, monthly planning, I printed out just like a a little chart that I had found. I think it was on, um, uh, the woman, uh, Elisa Vitti site, um, flow living. Is that what it is in the flow? I can't remember what her her actual site is, but anyways, (laughs) I found a chart. It was through Google, but it was from hosted from her where just breaks down kind of like your different cycles and then like different foods to eat during that. So I can have it on my fridge. So as I'm actually like making my grocery list, it's easy to see like, Oh, what should I pick up this week? Um, so I'm doing that and kind of along with my hormones, I'm actually doing a Dutch test. Um, which I don't know if we even talked about this, Mary. We did not. No. Okay. You said that you were going to be working with a doctor. Yeah. So I spoke with my doctor a couple of weeks ago and she had recommended this. It's more of like a holistic way to look into your hormones because with hormone testing, it's not like you can just go take a test and like see where your hormones are at like super easily. Um, (laughs) and so we did blood tests, which didn't show anything. So, um, this test like will show me like where my DEHA is and like where my testosterone and things like that. But the cool thing is it's a, it's a P test. Uh, it's not covered by insurance. So if anyone is, in, is interested, it is not something covered by insurance. I did have to pay out of pocket. Um, so essentially over a two day cycle, I do different P strips. Um, and then I send it in and then they'll actually send me a comprehensive kind of breakdown of what everything mm-hmm. is. But then a doctor does send you the a video as well, breaking down what the heck is going on in these PDFs. Yeah. So I'm really excited to learn about that because we've all known because I've been talking about it for months about like just my fatigue, my really bad periods. So I definitely think there's something hormonally going on. So I'm excited to finally have some answers on that piece. So, um, kind of hormones in general is a big piece for me this month. Um, Mm -hmm. and then kind of finalizing my save the date I've made seven so far. So I need to figure (laughs) out which one I'm going to (laughs) use. I love that. So there's that. And then my kind of final intention this month is, um, 
really continuing with my therapy journey. Um, so we decided that I'm going to do biweekly sessions for now. Uh, she actually did have weekly availability, but after talking about it, I think that I will try to incorporate everything she's telling me every single week because I have control issues. So, um, <laughs> we decided bi-weekly is probably going to be best at least for now. <laughs> so I have two more sessions, you know, obviously in November. So just kind of continuing with that and just really being open to whatever comes up is meant to be. And if it's good or if it's bad, I need to work through it for a reason and really remembering that at the end of the day, cause I think that's easy to forget. So that's my November. I love that. I love that. I feel like we're like very much, like I said, the trajectory of goals of like continuing and moving forward. And I really like that, like forward movement and using yeah. things that we're learning from people that are highly educated that we do have on the podcast, like Corinne. Yeah, definitely. So with that, um, gosh, I just can't wait for you guys to listen to the episode. Like, I don't even I know. talk about it because I'm like, there's just so much. So obviously you guys heard it a couple episodes ago, we had Sam Pinson's on. And so mm-hmm. she like, kind of was like our first dive into the hormonal health. And then Corinne was like coming all in. So we dive in hot. Yeah. So we dive into things even deeper than we did with Sam. So if you really enjoyed that episode, you're 100% going to enjoy this episode. Um, and it's in one of those episodes again, where like, I suggest having a notebook to take some notes. So yes, that's where I'm at. <laughs> so with that, <laughs> let's jump in right into the episode and we'll see you guys on the other side. Welcome back to the podcast. We've got an amazing guest today and the best news is we just got into this a couple episodes ago with Sam Pinson's, and now we're going to get deeper into the hormonal health topic and women's health topic with Miss Corinne Angelica. So to get started, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are and how you show up in this world? Yes. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am a speaker, a podcaster, a holistic nutritionist. I love helping women learn how to heal themselves using nutrition, lifestyle and supplementation, and really getting down to the root of what's going on with them. And just like sinking your life to your cycle, like living in cyclical nature, which we were never taught about. Um, so I just, that's what I do. I love doing that. I used to be a teacher actually for nine years. I taught Spanish and ENL in a high school setting. And then I left that career in August of 2020 to run my holistic nutrition business full time. Um, so, ooh, sorry. So that's just a little bit about me. I got into the space of nutrition and hormones because I struggled with PCOS and I did not know that it was PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. If anyone doesn't know what that is. Um, I just knew I always had an irregular period. It was always, always, always irregular. And then it went missing for two years. I then had digestive issues. I got diagnosed with IBS and had bloating and constipation and migraines and rashes and facial hair growth and all these things. And I was like, what's happening? Something's happening to me. Like, I don't know what's going on, but it was all coming from PCOS, but I was misdiagnosed without it because my blood work was always normal. Um, which is why I'm so passionate about teaching all of this because I struggled with it for so long. Um, so I get it. (laughs) So that's why I love doing this. I love that. And so there's a lot that you said just in that little intro (laughs) that I know we're going to dive deep into. So my first kind of question for you is finding out that you have PCOS and then kind of turning this into your business and your passion in a way, or bringing that, I should say into your passion. How did that look for you? Like looking back at that time? 
Yeah. So I didn't plan for this to happen, right? Like I went to school for teaching. I was a teacher. I never really wanted to stay a teacher. I never fully loved it. I loved the people I work with. I loved the school I worked at, but I just was like, Eh, like this is okay. Um, and I knew I would eventually leave for something, but I didn't know what it was. And then once I started healing my body with food and realizing like, Oh, I don't have to be struggling like this. Like things don't actually have to be so hard. That's when I went back to school for holistic nutrition, even though I swore after my master's degree, I would never go back to school again. <laughs> and like a couple months later, there I was going back to school yep. again. Um, <laughs> So once I started diving into it, I was just like amazed. I honestly was amazed at how like food really is medicine and how we weren't taught so many things in life, just about our own bodies Mm -hmm. um, and how we'll feel like this is just as good as it gets, right? This is just what it is. Like, this is just, your period is just like this. You have to suffer. Like this was the mentality of it. So when I started learning about this, I really just was like, I have to share this information with other people. And at first it was on a small scale with like my friends, my family, just like word of mouth. And then once I got more comfortable with it, that's when I kind of started sharing it on social media. And it just snowballed after that, because I was like, if I am, I first thought I was like the only person on the planet that ne- that didn't get a period. I was like, I have to be the only person that goes two sure. years without a period. And then once you start talking about it, all of a sudden an influx of women are like, Oh, me too. Me too. Yeah. So I was like, I wish I had this kind of support or I wish I saw someone talking about this when I was struggling alone and mm-hmm. thinking that I was a weirdo. Um, cause you don't really sometimes want to talk about it with your friends or your family. It's like yeah. sometimes uncomfortable conversation. Sure. So that's what just like really made me want to share it even more. I love that. And I think like, even though I can't relate like to the PCOS, I know when I first started getting my period, I used to get super sick, like almost like I had a flu. Yeah. And I remember like being so embarrassed to tell my friends. Cause I'm like, well, no one else seems to have this problem. So like, there's something wrong with me. And like, exactly. thankfully, like I've aged out of that, but still, and I, I, again, I know we're going to get into more kind of PMS symptoms later, but like, I've always had such bad ones. And again, for the longest time, I didn't talk to about it with anyone because I was like, this, like, I don't know. No one else seems to be bitching as much as me. Yeah. yeah. No one talks about it. No one talks about it. So I'm like, I'll step up. I'll talk about it. Yes. Yes. So I love that. Um, there's this book, um, called super life where he talks about how, like, we just like, we get into this like headspace where we think that things that are happening to us are normal. So it's just like, you go in and you're like, oh yeah, well like my period, like I have really bad cramps and I throw up, but that's like, fine. It's fine. It's normal. And it's like, you shouldn't be having those things happen to you. That's not normal. So I just think that that's like, right. Like everybody is just like, oh, it's fine. Like these are just common things because we didn't learn about it. And because a lot of times our doctors tell us it's normal. Like my Mm -hmm. gynecologist told me, oh, you only need three periods a year. So you're fine. I was like, okay, awesome. Great. I don't even want to have a period every month. This is amazing. This is just uh, great. I could do three periods a year. Amazing. Obviously I learned that that's not true and that's really not healthy or helpful, but we are told these things. And I used to get really mad at the doctors, but it's really not their fault. It's the education system because they don't teach them about this. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's wild. Yeah. And so getting into a little bit more deeper on the period. So, um, we had, like I said, Sam Pinson's on recently, we kind of explored the phases with her, but I also think everyone just kind of describes the four phases a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. And so I would love to have you break down the four phases of a woman's cycle and really kind of the different traits, foods, exercise, those sort of things that come along with each of those phases. 
Yeah. Okay. So this was like one of the coolest things when I first started diving into it, I was like, wait, what? It's not just our period. I thought we just bleed. And then like, we bleed again. Over. Like, what, what are you talking about? So we actually have four phases to our cycle because our hormones are fluctuating throughout the month. So things aren't always the same, which is why it's broken up into phases because on a basic level, our hormones are chemical messengers in our body. So we have an endocrine system, which is the basis of our hormonal system and our hormones, uh, the glands of our endocrine system secrete hormones that go through our bloodstream to our organs, our tissues, tell them what to do, when to do it, how to do it. And these fluctuate from week to week, depending on what phase you're in in your cycle. So I like to think of them as seasons, right? Like just like there are four seasons in life and nature, we have four seasons, four phases in our body. So we all know about the menstrual phase, right? That's when you're bleeding <laughs> and that's day one of your period. So your menstrual fit, well, I'll go, I'll go over the phases and then I'll get deeper into them. So that's your menstrual phase. And I like to think of that as winter. Then we move into, and that could be about three to seven days long. Uh, when it's, you know, when everything is kind of regulated, mm -hmm. then your follicular phase comes next. And this is like spring. And this could be anywhere from seven to 10 days, then is ovulation. And this could be about three to five days. This is like summer. And then your luteal phase is about 10 to 16 days. And this is the phase where if you do have imbalances, this is where you're going to experience some PMS symptoms. And this is like fall. And I'll dive into why I explain it like that. So your menstrual phase is when your hormones are at their lowest level. That's what actually triggers your period is that your hormones drop to the lowest level. So your estrogen, your progesterone, your testosterone, we have so many other hormones, but those are just like the basic ones that drop to their lowest level, which is why you could experience a bit of lower energy during your period. That doesn't mean that you should be wiped out or feel sick or anything like that. Like anything drastic like that is just a sign that there's something deeper going on, but you will naturally have lower energy and want to really turn inward during your menstrual phase, just like winter, right? You want to hibernate in winter when it's cold. Like you want to have warm foods, like yeah. same thing for your period because your hormones are at a very low level and it's really supportive to have warm stews and soups and things during your menstrual phase because your body is going through a really energy intensive process. And we want to shed the blood out as much as possible. And if we're having a lot of cold things, it's going to constrict the blood. It's going to constrict your body. And we, it's a, it's a phase of releasing. So you want to have really warm, comfort foods, iron rich foods, you know, foods that will replenish the minerals that we're losing during our period and exercise wise, it's really not supportive to exercise during your period. When you do like a high intensity exercise during your period, it actually causes you to store fat and waste muscle. And it does negatively affect your cardiovascular system as well, because wow. our hormones are responsible for our energy output. So since your hormones are at really low levels during your period, we want to make sure that you're doing either like no exercise for the first two days of your cycle, or just like light walking, maybe some yin yoga meditation, like really thinking about rest and restorative types of movements and activities that you could do. That is what's most supportive during your menstrual phase. And then if you have any questions at any point, just stop me or I'll I'm just like, like keep rolling. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, great. So when I pushed through because I had my period, I was just hurting myself. It's great. Yes. And, but so many of us do that because we are unintentionally sabotaging, self-sabotaging because we think that we have to work out every day in order to lose mm -hmm. weight or maintain a healthy weight, but we're not taught that well, that actually negatively affects your hormones. And when your hormones are in balance, it's really hard to maintain a healthy weight or to just be healthy in general. Yeah. So it's not your fault. This just never taught this information. <laughs> um, so that's the menstrual phase. And right, that could be about three to seven days long. And that's like day one of your cycle is 
the day, first day you start bleeding. And then we move into the follicular phase, which is like spring, right? So in spring, the flowers are coming up. Things are like livening up again. Same thing for your period, your hormone, sorry, not your period, your cycle, your hormones are now increasing. So your hormones are starting to just increase. Your energy is starting to increase. Things are just starting to come back to life. So you have a little bit more energy now. You'll, a lot of people will feel this. And once you're, when you're in tune with your cycle, you'll feel your energy just like lift up. Yeah. During this follicular phase. Right. And it's about seven to 10 days long. It, you know, totally depends on the person, but now because your hormones are starting to increase, you could start doing more cardio-based exercises and things like Zumba classes or cycling or things that are a bit more cardio-based because you have the hormonal energy to support that. So that is what's really supportive. But in our follicular and our ovulatory phase, our metabolism is actually a bit slower during that phase, which is why it's more supportive to eat foods that are lighter and less, um, less like heavier carbs. Like we want to do more like quinoa and lentils and a lot of veggies and lean proteins, things like that, because our metabolism is just naturally slower in that phase. So we want to support that and not sabotage ourselves by having a lot of, you know, like root veggies or rice and things like that. That's more supportive later in your cycle, which I'll get to. So of course, there, I mean, there's so much that we could dive into all that, but I'm just going to keep it like kind of like that <laughs> for now. And then any other questions you want to uh, ask, you can dive into it. Um, so that's your follicular phase. So that's like spring. And then we move into ovulation and ovulation is when all your hormones are peaking. So it's summer, like everything is alive. Your estrogen, your testosterone is peaking at its highest point. And this is when progesterone really comes on the scene because ovulation is how you produce the hormone progesterone and progesterone is a sex hormone. That's really, really important in our body, which is why it's so important to have a regular period, because this is a hormone that helps support your muscles, your metabolism, your thyroid, your hair, skin, nails. It relaxes your nervous system. It supports your sleep. It does so many things. It helps support your bones. So like post-menopausal life, having progesterone like throughout our reproductive years and having a regular period and building this up helps reduce our chances of osteoporosis and heart disease. It's a really, really important hormone and it's produced by ovulating. So all these hormones are high. Your energy is really high. Like this is when you could do some hit workouts. If you like that, you could do more energy intensive things. You um, want to eat like it's summer, like more raw foods, light foods, things like that is really, really supportive during your ovulation phase. And this could be right again, like three to five days is really it. Again, we think we could get pregnant literally whenever, but it's really only like three to five days out of the month that you can actually get pregnant. It's a whole nother topic. Um, <laughs> so that's ovulation. And then we move on to luteal phase. And again, this is like fall because your hormones are falling. Your hormones are starting to decline during this phase, <clears throat> excuse me, during this phase. And this phase is about 10 to 16 days long, depends on the person. So it's kind of broken up into like two sections, like the first half of the luteal phase and the second half of the luteal phase. That first half, those first like five to seven days after ovulation, you'll still have a good amount of energy probably coming off of ovulation, going into the luteal phase. You'll still have a good amount of energy. So you could do, you know, a good amount of workouts, but really in this phase, like strength training is what's most supportive because it's really going to help. Like it's, it's a good, time for your muscle to build more muscle and using doing strength training activities and less cardio based stuff because your cortisol levels are naturally higher in your luteal phase your metabolism is also higher which is why it's important to start eating more we naturally need about like 250 more calories or something in your luteal phase i'm not someone that counts calories so i don't go by that i just listen to my hunger cues but in elisa vitti's book i think that one was in in the flow or woman code i forget which one but she talks about like 
around about how much mm-hmm. more calories we actually need in that phase. Um, but strength training is really, really important in that phase. And the week before your period, you kind of want to even back off a little bit from the strength training and just really start slowing down your workouts to do more Pilates based things, yoga, and really prepare your body for when your hormones are about to significantly drop, which is then heading into the menstrual phase. I'm like, I have so, <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> I know that was a mouthful. No, I mean, I, I love it. Mary, do you have anything first before I just start going? <laughs> yeah, I've just got like, okay. So for, because now you're saying like hormones that I know. So like estrogen and what was the progesterone? Progesterone. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm on birth control and that's like a mixture of those two hormones. So if I'm taking that and your hormones are trying to like, like simmer down during that time. And then you're taking a pill that's kind of like ramping those back into your body. Isn't that just like messing everything up? Okay. So actually like like, trying to think about it. (laughs) Yeah. Good question. So you actually don't have a cycle when you're on birth control and you don't have the estrogen and progesterone. You have the synthetic form of them progestin and yeah, so it's not the same and you don't have a cycle. So you don't have phases when you're on birth control, when you're on hormonal birth control, you don't, your ovulation is completely turned off. It it turns off the communication from your brain to your ovaries. So you're not ovulating. You're not actually getting a real period. The bleed that you get during the sugar pills is just a withdrawal bleed from the medication. Um, when they first created birth control, they actually did not even have the bleeding, like those sugar pills in there. It was just, you don't bleed. You're just on this. And back then women were like, um, I'm, I'm not getting a period. Like something's wrong. What's happening nowadays. We're like, it's fine. Like just skip it. But back then it was different. So as a manufacturing ploy, they were like, oh, okay, we need to add something in to make them think that they're getting a period because they're not taking it because they're wondering what's actually going on, but you're not actually getting a period on birth control. It's not regulating your period. It's turning off your hormonal system. So you don't have a cycle. So everything (laughs) that you just said, I know. So everything that you just said about like a cycle, like having a cycle, like that's irrelevant if you're on this birth control, because you can't really like work out or eat or like do anything towards a cycle because it's just like, it's turned off your, yeah. Your hormonal system is, is essentially turned off because you're not ovulating. And if you're not ovulating, you're not making a true period. So you don't have a true cycle. Um, you could still do somewhat of a cycle sinking if you follow the moon phases, um, mm-hmm. just if you want to feel kind of like that, but you don't have the same types of feelings and things when you, when you're off of birth control, cause you don't have that natural fluctuation in your hormones. Cause you're taking hormones that are the same all the time because you're on the pill and they're not the same hormones that we create in our body. They're synthetic form. So they don't do the same thing in our body. So essentially you're not creating the hormone progesterone. You have the synthetic form of it, but it's not the same, which is why a lot of people who are on birth control will struggle with anxiety or depression, um, low sex drive, things like that is because of you're not making your own hormones and you Mm. are It's also depleting you of, of, we could get into whole birth control conversation if you want, um, but it's also depleting you of nutrients and minerals and affecting your gut. So it's a totally different um, situation. But to answer your question simply, no, you're not like cycling (laughs) when you're on birth control. (laughs) Gotcha. Okay. I'm like trying to get off of birth control. So it's like nice to hear these things and like hear about like the fact that it's not normal and like not that it's not normal. Like other people can choose to be on birth control, but I just feel like for my body, I feel like it's like working against me. 
Yeah. And it's totally, of course, a personal preference. It's, you know, I believe in the the choice that women should have a choice, of course, mm-hmm. to go on birth control. Right. But I believe Absolutely. in informed consent. Like we're not getting informed consent. We're not yeah. told like you, how long have you been on birth control? Since I was like 16 and it was to be like, to fix my period. Okay. Right. So like, and you just learned what I just told you today. So like yes. <laughs> over a decade or so later, I don't know how old you are, but I'm assuming like maybe yeah. like a decade or so later you learned this, right? So that's not informed consent. We're not yeah. told like, Oh, Hey, just so you know, you're not ovulating, you're turning off your hormonal system. You know, you, there are some side effects like anxiety and depression. You know, you're not going to have a sex drive. Here's what can happen when you come up. Like we're not told this stuff. So I believe in informed consent. So then we can actually make a decision an empowered choice to either do it or not do it. And also to be told, Hey, this is not actually fixing your period. This is not regulating it. This is just a a band-aid solution for right now. Um, but it's not actually healing what's wrong. Right. So we are told that it regulates your period. We're told that it gets rid of the pain. We're told that all this stuff and it's not, it's like the fire alarm is still going off. You just have headphones in now. And then when you take the headphones out, it's still blaring. Right. And now you have some other issues that are, that are coming on the scene. So if someone is listening right now and you do, you're like, oh my God, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't recommend just stopping birth control. I do recommend transitioning off of it and working with someone who knows how to give you a proper supplement protocol and to have really like foundational steps in place to reduce the negative effects of coming off of it, especially for people that have been on it, which, you know, in our age range, most people have been Mm -hmm. on it for a decade or more. Mm -hmm. So yeah. We, I know obviously not getting into how to transition. That's a conversation to have with your doctor, but when women are transitioning off of birth control, I mean, I've done it, um, three and a half years ago is when I stopped taking birth control, but I know I had some different things come up, but can we talk a little bit about what the body goes through and kind of maybe things that women may notice or experience during that transition? Yeah. Good question. So it kind of depends on why you went on it, right? So like if some people just went on it for contraceptive reasons and their period was always fine and normal and whatever, you might stop it and your period might come right back and everything is cool and dandy, right? But if you went on it for a reason like what Mary was talking about or why a lot of people go on it for period issues, these will come back. And like when you are stopping it, your body now has to refigure out how to ovulate and how to communicate again with your brain and your ovaries. This communication pathway needs to be, it's turned back on and needs to figure out how to do it again. And on top of that, like I was saying, birth control, hormonal birth control, we're specifically talking about, will it, it depletes you of specific nutrients that we need, like magnesium, zinc, B vitamins that we need for our hormones to actually be created and to function properly. So if we're just stopping and coming off of it and we're not doing it in a way that's, you know, with somebody who knows how to help you transition off of it, then you could experience a lot of issues with fertility. If you're not ovulating, you might not be ovulating, you might not get a period back. A lot of people, if they went on it, went on it for acne, their acne could come back. Um, you could get post pill PCOS where your period just does not come back anymore. So it's kind of hard to answer because it's totally depending sure. on the person. Um, but on the, on the upside, the good things that you'll experience coming off of it is if you're experiencing a lot of anxiety and depression on the pill that will be lifted. I mean, of course it depends on, you know, if it's a clinical diagnosis and all of that stuff, but a lot of people, when they go on the pill, they experience a lot of anxiety and depression and will just be put on antidepressants for it and not told that, Oh, Hey, the pill is causing this. So you will most likely feel that being lifted when you come off of it, your sex drive will increase and you'll feel the fluctuations too. 
like within your body. So those are just like the general things. Um, but it kind of depends on what your body was like before you went on it. Um, and then how your body's going to react depending on how you're supporting yourself before you come off of it. I think Mary, for you, as you, if you decide to continue transitioning will be such a cool experience after like speaking with like you right, and, and, Sam and things like that. Cause when I transitioned a few years ago, I remember I had read, it wasn't woman code, but it was another book that kind of went into phases. And so I knew kind of what to expect now that I'd have a real period. So it was so cool being in that experience to be like, Oh, this is what this is like. This is what this is like. Yeah. <laughs> but, and I had such little information for myself at that time. So I just feel like exactly. Mary having like all the information, yeah. like <laughs> you're like, yes, let's do this. <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, definitely. And is that something in your business that you help women with? Yes. Yes. So one of my signature courses is called mind your hormones 101. Um, it's a, it's the really a roadmap to a hormone healthy lifestyle, and it does help women or menstruators transition off of birth control. So that's one way that I help people do that, or, you know, working with me one-on-one in that capacity too. But yes, I've helped a ton of clients transition off. Um, and it's been amazing to see because most of the ones that I have helped with this did have that anxiety and depression and been on medications for it. And then they were able to also stop the, those medications as well, obviously safely working with their doctor and, Mm -hmm. you know, while working with me. Um, so it's been amazing to see like the difference between someone who just stops it and doesn't transition off and then actually like transitions off of it. I I love that. That's so cool. Um, going back to more to the, the period talk. So a lot of women, I know myself included, experience super bad PMS symptoms. I get terrible cramps. I get extremely fatigued. I get nauseous, cravings, all of it. So I know, and I've heard that that's not necessarily normal. So I'd like to talk a little bit about not only maybe why we're having them, obviously it's going to, again, vary on every person, but you know, why maybe you could be having such worse symptoms, but also how to maybe start uncovering what's actually going on there. Yeah. Okay. So with, let's start with just like painful periods, right. In general, most of the time that's coming from a root cause of inflammation, um, because we have something in our body, it's called prostaglandins. And there's three different types of prostaglandins that will like constrict kind of our, our uterus to cause uh, cramping. There is PGE one, two, right. PGE two, sorry. That is the one that is in like will cause you to it's like and it's inflammatory so it's going to cause that pain but then we have two other ones pge1 pge3 that are actually anti-inflammatory so when you have painful periods you have an imbalance of more inflammation in your body than anti-inflammation in your body and that's most of the time what's causing a lot of these period symptoms right a lot of this um inflammation uh sorry period pain and this pms and all these things so many other symptoms that come with inflammation as well but that could come from either eating too many inflammatory foods like sugar dairy gluten vegetable oils processed foods um not sleeping enough over exercising stress living in the modern day world, there's so many things that cause inflammation in the body, but that could just be one thing causing it. Um, so of course, getting down to the root of it, it's going to be different. I kind of need to know like a series of symptoms, but that's one thing that could be causing it. Um, blood sugar dysregulation is another huge root cause of all hormonal imbalances. And that could be symptoms of like, you're talking about PMS, irregular periods, cravings, sleep disturbances, um, feeling shaky in between meals or brain fog 
fog. Like these are some of the symptoms you could experience if you do have blood sugar dysregulation. Um, so getting that under control is going to help your PMS symptoms. It's going to help any hormonal issue you have, because that's like the core of balancing your hormones is balancing out your blood sugar. So that's something I work with all my clients on. It's like a main focus that once you do that, a lot of other things will just start kind of working itself out because having that dysregulation can also cause inflammation in your body. So I know this is like such a roundabout way of answering all of this, but it's, it's hard to just pinpoint one thing. Um, so also not living in your cyclical nature, right? Like doing the same thing every day and pushing through, like Mary was talking about before, pushing through during your period and, and not living in accordance to your cyclical nature is going to cause you to have more PMS symptoms because you weren't nourishing your body in the way that it needed in the other phases of your cycle. So again, our body's always responding to us. So we think that like, oh, I just have PMS or I just get cravings. Like this is just what it is, but that is your body talking to you. Like, Hey, there's something else going on internally that I need help with. And it's our body's way of talking to us. Our period is our fifth vital sign. It's it just as important as your blood pressure, your body temperature, your breathing rate, your uh, did I say blood pressure, your heart rate. Yeah. I yep. said that. Um, and the fifth one is your menstrual cycle. So it is literally a response to what's going on internally. So, which means that it can be changed. So if something is going off internally, whether you have blood sugar dysregulation, you have inflammation, you have adrenal fatigue. Cause as you said, you know, you're exhausted too. That could be from dysregulated cortisol all over the place. Right. Cause we're so stressed out. We're maybe over-exercising. We're not eating enough. We're not sleeping enough. Right. Like it's just hustle and bustle culture mm -hmm. will cause, cause all these things to happen. But on the positive side of that, when you change what you're doing, you change your lifestyle, you change your nutrition, then all your symptoms will go away if you're addressing the root cause. So it's not that you're just stuck with it. A lot of us will think like, sure. oh, I'm just someone that will always have a painful period, or I'm just someone that will always have irregular periods. And it's not. Once you actually figure out what's going on and you heal the root cause, all of them will dissipate. So you know, you are going to experience some fluctuations. Like you might have a little dip in your mood, a little dip in energy, but really when you are living a hormone healthy lifestyle and you're living within your cyclical nature, you're not going to experience those extreme ups and downs and the pain and the cravings and all of that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't know I if know, I even answered like your question. So much, no, no, you did. Okay. <laughs> I know it's so much information. I'm like, trying no, to keep I love it. it. <laughs> It's I love just it. so crazy because like all of this information that you're giving, like it's taking like a minute for me to like take it all in because yeah. when we learned about our period, it was like, you're going to get a period, talk to your parents about getting a tampon or getting a pad, and, like <laughs> figuring that out. And that's like, it. that's like all they told you. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just like, as you're saying this, I'm like, wow, like it took light bulb like, moments from yeah. my past. It's like 20 oh, years. Oh. Till I learned all this. Literally, like, that's crazy. it's crazy. It's so crazy. And that's why I love talking about it. Cause I'm like, Hey, it doesn't have to be this way. Let's talk about how you can actually support your hormones. So you don't have to feel shitty, like one or two weeks out of the month, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. And Mary, I know you had a question about metabolism. So I wanted, while we're on kind of cycle talk, I wanted to throw this in there. Um, can you, I know you mentioned metabolism a little bit when we were kind of talking about the phases, but can you explain a little bit more of like how or your metabolism, metabolism even works throughout your cycle, like how that actually looks. Yeah. So in the first half of our cycle, right. So, you know, we have four phases, but you could think of it as the first half of your cycle. And then the second half of your cycle. So within like your follicular phase, that time, um, which is like the spring, like we were talking about before, 
Um, and your metabolism is actually slower during this phase because your hormones are kind of at a low level. They're starting to increase, right? But they're still at kind of a low level. So your metabolism is just generally slower, which is why it's really supportive to do a little bit more cardio-based stuff, to eat a little lighter. That doesn't mean to cut calories and not eat a lot. It just means eating more on the raw food side, more lean proteins, lighter grains, things like that is going to help support your metabolism. And then in the second half of your cycle, like your luteal phase, your metabolism is increased at this point. Cause it starts off where your hormones are really high coming off of ovulation. And then it starts to decrease down, right. As we're getting towards your menstrual phase, but this is when your metabolism is actually working quicker. So you're going to need to eat more. This is why doing like strength training is more supportive. Um, but it does just fluctuate like that throughout. I don't know if there was a specific question you kind of had about it, but in general, that's just like an easy way to explain how it's a, like slower in the first half and faster in the second half, which is why it's really supportive to change up what you're eating, to change up your workouts, to support where your metabolism is actually at. So then you can, you know, easily maintain a healthy weight and, and support your body for where it's at, instead of eating the same all the time, doing the same workouts when our things are shifting. Okay. Interesting. I, so I, I like how you explain things like first half, second half, and then like the seasons, like yeah. those things really just click for me. Okay, good, yeah. good. <laughs> I'm like, Teaching okay, for nine I years like, helped me with this. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I connect it to something like tan, not tangible, but sort of, you know, in my yeah. mind, tangible, good. Um, I'm glad. kind of switching a little bit. I know something you talk about a lot is non-toxic living. Mm -hmm. And this is something I wanted to explore and I just haven't found anyone yet to bring on the podcast. So I would love to explore this. Like how to get started with this. It's I like, I've been trying to slowly get into it the last couple of years, but it can be so overwhelming. I mean, just like anything we're talking about, obviously, but yeah. I also know that a lot of toxic products can also affect your hormone system. So I wanted to kind of rope it in that piece in as well about like why non-toxic living is important. Yeah. I love this. Okay. So this is why I always take a holistic approach and meaning it's not just about what you're eating and how you're moving your body. It's about what you're putting in your body, what you're putting on your body, how you're living your day, your life day to day. And unfortunately, the majority of products, right, whether we're talking about beauty products, household cleaning products, anything like that, the conventional ones that you could buy just in the drugstore or whatever, or like the mass produced ones are filled with chemicals that actually disrupt our endocrine system. And the majority of these chemicals, like thousands, hundreds and thousands of them have been banned in other countries, but not here because of their link to reproductive disorders and fertility and cancer. So the chemicals that are in there, I mean, there's so many, right? The thousands and thousands and thousands of them that are in, let's just say for, for example, our skincare products, right? They will, if you, whatever you put on your skin, your skin is your largest organ and you absorb 80% of what you put on your skin. So think about the amount of products that we use just in the morning, right? Like you brush your teeth with toothpaste, you have your face wash, you have your moisturizer, um, your shampoo, your hairspray, like all of these different products, your lotions, and each of these have hundreds and thousands of chemicals within them. And so we are either having it go directly into our bloodstream if we're putting it on our skin, or if we're breathing it in, if it's on our face, you know, if it's in our head, whatever we're doing, 
it's coming into our body. And because it is life-threatening, because it is a toxin, it is a chemical, our liver, thankfully we have a liver that is responsible for processing and metabolizing any kind of toxins that we come into contact with. So your liver will you know, take care of it so it doesn't start building up in your body. But over time, obviously it could start building up because the amount of products we use, just we have candles, we're cleaning the counter, our laundry detergent. Like, Mm -hmm. I I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And your liver is also responsible for processing and metabolizing your hormones. So because your excess hormones too, your excess estrogen, a lot of time, a a huge imbalance that's always present, not always, but a majority of the time is excess estrogen in relationship progesterone levels because of the way that we are living, um, where you're stressed out, you are maybe having more inflammatory foods, our gut might not be working properly. There's a lot of different things that can cause us to have excess estrogen, but it's your liver's responsibility to process and metabolize that excess estrogen to move it onto your gut. And then your gut removes it out of the body through poop, which is why your gut is so freaking important for your hormones and your health in general. But if your liver is overburdened with all of these toxins from our products, there's only so much it could do, right? It is a workhorse. It does so much every single day, but there's only so much it could do. And if it is overburdened, it's not going to ever get to the excess estrogen. It's not going to get to that estrogen to process it out. So because it's been working on the toxins all day. So Mm -hmm. then our estrogen does not get properly processed and metabolized and removed out of the body. So we recirculate it back into our system. And then we have excess estrogen and that presents symptoms of acne, migraines, PMS, um, uh, what any, yeah, mood swings, any type of PMS symptoms, mostly excess estrogen and the acne, the migraines, those are some things, heavy, heavy periods, painful periods, those kinds of things. So this is why it's really, really important to have as few amount of toxins present in your body as possible. So you're not overburdening your liver for just purposes of your overall health, but then of course your hormonal health. And on top of that, the chemicals that are in these beauty products, these household cleaning products, they come into our body and they're, they kind of act like xenoestrogens, which are like fake estrogen in our body. And they latch onto our hormone receptors. So we have hormone receptors in our body that our natural hormones will, it's like their home. They like go on there and they do their job, mm-hmm. but these chemicals will destroy our hormone receptors. So yeah. now our production of hormones, it's like, where am I supposed to go? Like what's happening? My receptor is destroyed. So that's another piece to the puzzle of the toxins. And I know it could be super overwhelming when you're thinking about all this, you're like, oh my God, I have so many products. So what I always recommend doing is just doing it slowly over time. Like the next time you run out of something, if you're like putting on your concealer and you're like, oh my God, or oh, I'm, I'm running out instead of just replacing it with whatever you're currently using, I always um, recommend the resource ewg.org. You guys familiar with that? No. Okay. So it's called the environmental working group and they, they have a list. So if you go to ewg.org slash skin deep, they have a database of all, like you could put in your products. They don't have every single product, but if you use like, I don't want to you know drop names, but the uh, big box, right. Makeup people, right. You know, everyone knows what I'm talking about. If you just go to a drugstore, you can get anything there. (laughs) You put them into ewg.org slash skin deep in their database. It will show you the toxicity level of it on a scale of one to 10. It'll tell you what chemicals are, are toxic. It'll tell you if it's cancer causing, if it's reproductive problems, if it's causing allergies, like all of the things in there. So you could check the toxicity level of your current products. Cause maybe you're using one that actually isn't, isn't um, toxic and you don't even 
even know it, right? Most sure. of the time it will say on it, organic, non-toxic, all the things, mm-hmm. but you could check your current products on there. And then they also have a list of clean ones that are EWG verified that you could then start seeking out, but do it one product at a time. It's not realistic to throw everything out that you have right, right now, right? Like just do it one at a time. When something runs out, check it out and get a new one. There's so many good options. Target sells a lot of great options for household cleaning products. Um, there's a website called Vitacost that has a lot of non-toxic cleaning products, beauty products, all that stuff. Um, I'm obsessed with Skin Essence Organics. If you, you guys know that, I talk about it all the time. Um, that's a beauty, <laughs> that's a skincare line that I love. But so just really like changing it one step at a time and um, checking out that database is huge. And then- yeah. On top of that, besides the products that we use, the chemicals in our food as well. So like conventional foods that are non-organic do the same exact thing that I just talked about with the products, the chemicals that are in products. So on EWG, they also have a list of the dirty dozen and the clean 15. Um, the dirty dozen are the 12 fruits and vegetables that have the most amount of pesticides on them and are the most important to get organic. So you can reduce the amount of toxic exposure that you have in your body, because we always think like, you know, oh, I'm eating well and, and I'm working out, but it's like, if you're having like a spinach salad with strawberries on it, and maybe you have some grapes, I'm just thinking of the dirty dozen, tomatoes, all of those are on the dirty dozen. So now you're, you think you're having this like amazing salad, but it's filled with like so many pesticides that you're putting inside of your body that are causing a lot of problems. So the dirty dozen are the 12 fruits and vegetables with the most amount of pesticides that I recommend getting organic. And then the clean 15, and this is just produce wise, right? Mm -hmm. The clean 15 are the 15 fruits and vegetables that have the least amount of pesticides and are um, okay to get conventional. But all this is on ewg.org. I'm, and we're definitely going to link that below because yeah. I already wrote it in our notes <laughs> so that I can just go right. over myself. <laughs> yeah, good. And I also have a recommend uh, products guide too. If anybody wants it, I have a recommended products guide. If you just text me um, products guide, I will send it over to you and I'll give you the link to my, um, my text list. You could put it in the show notes. Um, what is the number off the top of my head? Okay. So if you want the number, you could just text me products guide to 516-430-5144. And I'll send you over, um, a non-toxic like beauty, skincare, household cleaning products guide. If you're interested. Awesome. Thank That's you. Awesome. And I think it's so crazy that, oh, sorry, Holly. Oh, go, go, go. I just think it's so nuts that like other countries have like banned some of this stuff and like all these toxins. And yet we're just like yep. pumping them into our stuff. And that's like yep. seen as acceptable. It's insane. But, and most countries, like not all countries, but like a lot of countries have like free healthcare too, whereas yeah. like we do not. Yep. So it's like, we're not only having the toxins and stuff in our, in our everything. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, and we have to pay to go get all of this stuff done too. It's insane. That could be a whole nother episode. Don't get <laughs> right, me on my exactly. soapbox. Right. Um, but it's <laughs> insane. Like when I, you know, pre COVID, when I was traveling in Europe and all this stuff, I would go into the store and I'm like, oh my God, like, just like a regular like drugstore has like these amazing products and like all this organic food. I'm like, they're 7-Eleven. I thought it was, I was like, oh my God, look at this. I think, where was I? I don't know, Copenhagen or something. I was like, oh my God, look at this cute little cafe. And it was a 7-Eleven and it had like fresh salads and smoothies oh and all this stuff. Oh and I was gosh. like, this is a 7-Eleven? Like not what a 7-Eleven in America. <laughs> yeah, right? It's crazy. We have like taquitos and hot dogs that have been sitting there for four days. slushies. <laughs> it's crazy it's like no wonder why the world is so unhealthy yeah for real that's crazy yeah 
So before we kind of go veer off of the kind of overall non-toxic products, is there just, I know we were talking about the products guide. Is there any kind of top brands that are just like your absolute favorites that you like just to have in the episode as well? Yeah. So I mentioned before skin essence organics is my absolute favorite skincare line. I mean, I can't tell you how many brands I've tried of, cause I've been on this journey for years and years and sure. years. So, um, I've tried so many organic skincare brands, either some of them are so expensive and they don't even work. I could go on and on and on about it. Skin essence organics is by far my favorite. They're super affordable. They're all organic plant oils. Like they're so effective. I'm obsessed with them. So that's my number one for skincare. Um, and you could use code Corinne for 50, for 10% off of that too. If you guys are interested in that. Um, so that's my favorite for skincare, um, for household cleaning products. Um, seventh generation is a good one that I really like, um, for, I like, uh, what is it called? Um, John masters organics for like hairspray and shampoo. Those are good ones. Um, I also like their lotion. I don't know if you want specific ones, if you want like uh, more household or more beauty product Whatever ones. You want to but shout out. Also beauty counter is great for makeup. Um, they are amazing. Those that's another great brand. Um, especially for like lip gloss, like things that are on your skin. Like if you're, if you want to start transitioning things, start with stuff that you're putting on your skin and like on your lips, because it's going directly into your bloodstream. You know, you're, you're essentially eating it, right? Like it's on your yeah. lips. So like definitely start there with the things that you're putting on your skin, on your face, all over your body. Definitely start with that. If you are like, okay, where do I freaking start? That's where I would definitely recommend starting. Awesome. And, um, so now that switching my conversation over to more <laughs> business related. So, Ooh, um, <laughs> uh, with, you know, what you offer, I know we were talking about one of your offerings earlier, but can we kind of talk about just your overall offerings that you do have and sort of what each of those offerings and courses look like? Yeah. So I do, um, I'm kind of like restructured things recently, but I always have every few months, I have this mind your hormones 101 course, which is either 10 to 12 week program. It depends on when it is. Usually it's about 12 weeks, but since right now or the end of the year, and it would run through the holidays, it's 10 weeks. Um, so it kind of just depends, but it's every few months I run it. And this is where you're really learning how to heal yourself. It's your roadmap to a hormone healthy lifestyle. So for anyone listening who wants to regulate their period, have less painful periods, transition off of birth control, um, you know, boost their fertility. Like that's like the core of it. And that's one of my like signature ones that I, that I love. I have the one-on-one options as well. And then, um, I run another one of my programs. So that's like a course. Another program that I run often is called honor your cycle. And we've been talking a lot about the cycle phases. And this is one where you're learning how to support every phase of your cycle and live within your cyclical nature and learn how to shift your nutrition and your your workouts and all of that. Um, so that's just about like kind of optimizing your health and your body by supporting every phase of your cycle. And this is another program that I run about every couple of months. And then I have ones that I run randomly throughout the year. So I'll have one, um, that's called elevate your energy, which is all about boosting your physical energy. I'd had another one called know your flow, which is all about learning about your period. So I'll do monthly programs as well. Um, but my two main ones that I do like a few times a year are the mind your hormones 101 course, which is about like step one, the foundation hormone health roadmap to a hormone healthy lifestyle. And then honor your cycle, which is like the next step of optimizing your health by supporting every phase of your cycle. So those two, I do a lot, a few times a year. Um, and then I kind of just have random programs throughout the year. 
I love that. That's so beneficial for so many women. Yeah. I just wanted to give like a few different options, like depending on where you're at in your journey. If you maybe don't want to commit to 12 weeks, you just want to do like a two week program or a three day program. You know, like I have so many different offerings for whatever is, you know, beneficial for whoever comes into my world. Yeah. That's awesome. And I know another part of your business is your podcast, mind your home. So I'd love to talk just a little bit about your podcast and what you do over on that one. Yes. So I love podcasting. I clearly could talk forever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I love it so much. So, uh, yeah, mind your hormones podcast. I've been doing it. I started it, um, August of 2020. So like over a year ago now we are up to, I don't know, like depending on when this airs, like a hundred and like 20 something episodes. I do two episodes a week. Um, and it's all about health, hormones, mindset, spirituality, like, uh, you know, a whole holistic approach. I love, I love podcasting. So there's so much information over there. Um, it's kind of like, it's for anybody who's interested in healing their hormones and just amplifying their health in general. And it's kind of like, just like how I'm talking here, like how you're just like chatting with a friend. It's very conversational. It's not super polished or professional. Like I, you know, it's just, I I just love it. I love it so much. It's been amazing to do and build a community um, and be able to share so much information for free with so many people. Yeah. And I think that's why that's one of our favorite things about podcasting is just easy to put it out there and we can share it all over then. And Honestly, we've been podcasting for, um, well, we started recording actually last August, September, and then we actually launched in November. So it's almost a year for us. So I love that we're very close to that, but it's such a cool journey. Like from when you first kind of start into like almost being a year and now, like just seeing the, how you change, how you have different conversations, how you open up. So I'm sure you've experienced similar things just with, you know, whether it's solo episodes or episodes with guests, you know, all of the same. Yeah. Really like boosts your confidence. Like the more you do it, right. It's like, you know, you, you are a little nervous at first. You're like, is anybody going to listen to this? Like, (laughs) what do I say? How do I go to create content? Right. Like, you know, it's, you're putting yourself out there in a way, in a different way. Cause no one can see you right. Like in my, exactly. in my closet by myself. Um, but it's, it's fun. You build confidence. You, you start like getting more comfortable and, and really realizing like, Oh, like this content is really good. People are wanting, are liking this kind of stuff. And you get to have such awesome conversations with people. Cause now you have this platform where you can invite people on like, like exactly. what we're doing right now and having such, it's, it's so fun. I absolutely love it. Yeah. I'm definitely enjoying having this podcast yeah, <laughs> for conversations it. like this. I just feel like I get to learn so much yeah. that I probably, and just, yeah. And maybe and meet yeah. new people too. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's such a good networking, like part of the business and just Definitely. like life. Yeah. And so just talking more about kind of general life and, you know, day in your life. I know we like to talk a lot about you know, routines, morning routines, night routines. Um, I would love to know, do you have any specific routines for AM or PM? Okay. I'm I'm like so big on routines. I always, with my clients, I'm like, start with the morning. Let's get a morning routine then get a night routine. Cause they really anchor in your day. So like the way you start your morning is the really the like tone of the rest of your day. So I'm super huge on routines. Um, it kind of fluctuates, like depending on what phase of my cycle or what I have, like, you know, kind of going on the calendar, but things that I do every single morning, um, I have a glass of room temperature water first thing when I wake up and it's room temperature because 
because in the morning we don't want to have anything really cold because that will constrict our digestion and we want our digestion to be stimulated in the morning because we want to eliminate, right? You want to go to the bathroom in the morning, all the toxins and everything was kicked up overnight. We want to get everything out. So I have room temperature water in the morning. Then I have warm lemon water after that um, because lemon is really supportive for your immune system. It helps detoxify your liver. It helps boost natural energy. It helps stimulate your digestion. So I do that every single morning. Um, I'll journal a little bit. Like I'll do like a gratitude journal, um, just free writing, you know, whatever's kind of like on my heart that day. Um, I meditate. So I usually do like about 10 minute meditations in the morning, sometimes guided, sometimes not. Um, I stretch, I'll do some like yoga poses and then I'll either, depending again, if, if I'm in my follicular phase, my ovulatory phase, I'll work out. I'll do some, sometimes it's like a 20 minute Pilates or an hour bar class, like it totally depends, mm -hmm. um, or a walk, you know, like th that's like just like the core of it. And then I'll have my breakfast, my supplements, all of that. But that's like the core of my morning routine that I do always, even when I'm traveling might look a little different, but, sure. um, it's just, it helps me just like anchor in my day. And I, I love it. I love that. What about I know that's a lot of things. So if no. people are like, that's a lot, like just start with some water in the morning. Um, again, I've been doing this for a really long time. Yeah. I feel I like I love hearing things that I do wrong also, where it was like, <laughs> she's like, don't drink anything cold right in the morning. I'm like, mm, check, do that I every morning. <laughs> Good. I'll take perfect. the ice out of my water now. Okay. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. And you're um, not doing it wrong. It's just a different way of doing it. Right. There's just always things we could improve on. Um, what about night routines? Do you keep anything specific that you like to do at night? Yeah. So, um, I like to, I generally will have tea in the wind in the summer. I really don't that much. Cause it's like, it's hotter, you know, sure. but I like to do like an herbal tea at night to really wind down. Um, I do some CBD, my soul CBD. I absolutely love. Um, so I do that at night. Um, I always have an essential oil diffuser. So, um, I use lavender essential oil. I always have that on. Um, and then I'll usually listen to a podcast. So I choose wisely, which podcast, cause some of them, if it's one that like ramps me up and like gets me Sorry. excited. I'm like, okay, I can't listen That's to this. Right vibe. Now I have like a trillion ideas flowing. Like I want to like start working again. I'm like, no, 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 I can't do this. Yeah. So I'll listen to like an audio book or a podcast where it's just kind of like calming, um, at night when then I just, you know, I wash my face. I'll maybe do a mask. I'll go in the shower. Then I'll either like journal or read in bed, but it's, like I'll read like a page or two and then I'm falling asleep because I, it just like makes me fall asleep. So that's like kind of how I like to fall asleep because it just helps yeah. me go to sleep really quick. Um, and sometimes I'll put on a guided meditation, like from insight timer, just to hear as I'm falling asleep, but I usually only hear like the first two minutes and then I, I pass out. So, but generally, yeah, it's, that's just kind of how I like to do my nighttime routine. Awesome. And I think it's so important. Like if you don't have routines and I know Mary and I have said this before, like start with one thing get yeah. that, you know, maybe two weeks later, add something else. Like it does not so have to be it. like to do 15 things. Like I think I'm sure we, I know me and Mary have tried it. I'm sure you've done it before where you jump into something. You're like, <laughs> I can't do this. Yeah. Like I need to wait different season, yeah, right? Like, yeah. yeah. But doing just one thing, right? Like you said, start with one thing and make it a habit. And then once it's a habit, you could add something else on, but yeah. you know, a lot of times we think that we don't need a routine at night and we'll just go from like working all day and jumping into bed. And we wonder why we can't fall asleep. It's like, well, just like kids, you don't just throw them into bed after playing. Right 
they'll read a book with them. They do bath time, like whatever. Same thing for us. We have to prime our body and our brain to like wind down from the like hyper stimulation of the day. And I always wear blue light blocking glasses at night too, um, because the light from like the TV or the, uh, the led lights, whatever will stimulate our cortisol production. And we want our cortisol to be lower at night and our melatonin to be higher. So I always do that too. Love it. And then to wrap things up, the question I like to ask every single guest is about gratitude. So I'd love to hear what three things you're grateful for today. Oh, three things I'm grateful for today. Okay. I haven't thought about this yet today. Um, I'm grateful to have this conversation with you. Um, and I'm honored to be on here. And I was also on another podcast today. So I just like love having these opportunities to speak and share, and it just lights me up. So that's definitely one thing I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for my acupuncture appointment today, which I absolutely love. It was amazing. Um, and my fiance, Chris, he helped my mom today put air in her tires because her tire pressure was low, such a random thing, but my dad's away. Um, so I was just grateful that he was able to do that for her. Cause I clearly could not help in that area. I was like, I can't help you here. So, um, <laughs> Chris will come and help you. Uh, so those are three things I'm grateful for today. I, I love, love that. I love yeah. it. And finally, <laughs> where can our listeners find you? Where can they work with you and where can they find the podcast? Yes. Okay. So podcast is everywhere. Um, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast, mind your hormones podcast. Um, I'm on Instagram at Corinne Angelica. That's the easiest platform to find me. I also have a free video series. If anyone is interested in that it's, um, four steps to achieving hormonal harmony. So it's just like the basic steps that you could get started with. Cause I know we talked about so many things today. Yeah. And if you're super overwhelmed and you're like, where do I start? I have this free video series if you're interested in it. So same number I talked about before with the um, products guide, you could just text me the word free to 516-430-5144. And I'll send you a link too, if you want to put it in the show notes, if you are interested in that. Um, And yeah, those are all the ways you could find me. If you're interested in working together, just DM me. I'll be happy to talk to you about all the things. Awesome. Well, thank you so much that. for being on. I feel like we say this with literally every single guest. I feel like we're <laughs> probably gonna have to have you back so we can get into deeper things. Yes, <laughs> I would love to. I would love to. But so honored, so grateful for you and for sharing this and showing up like you do in the world. I think obviously it's becoming more known to talk about hormonal health and periods, but still there's so many women who do not know this information. So thank you for doing what you do. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. All right, let's do this. I started recording before Mary even <laughs> knew, but how was that episode? <laughs> I loved it. Uh, it's so good. It's so good. And one of the things that she brings up, well, a few of the things that she brings up. So the texting her, we'll have all of this in her, yes. with, like in our description, but I signed up for her text and I like love, I enjoy getting them. Um, I also did, she's got in her like link tree on her Instagram, she's got like a video Um like a free set of like videos that you can watch on like hormonal syncing and things like that. So there's just like a lot that you can get from her like for free. She also goes live on Instagram. I'm obviously very invested in this because I'm someone who like wants to get off birth control. And this is something that she definitely helps with. And she also helps if you are already off of birth control, like with that cycle syncing. Yeah. And so I've been like really diving deep into her pages and things like that. So she does do a lot of free stuff too. And then she does have courses. Like I said, I would love to like do one of her courses as well. Brandon's just breaking things back there. Well, that's 
don't know what she just did, but she just knocked something over. Sorry for that interruption pod. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I think I love what Cringe is doing. I think it's so beneficial for women, especially because we, like we talked about in the episode, we are like just kind of put on birth control so early because it's just a way to like cover up or bandage up hormonal Mm -hmm. issues when we're younger. And it's just an easy way to be like, well, that's safe. Just go on birth control. And that's not the answer. (laughs) No. And uh, not the best for our bodies. So I love that she's really promoting that message of not only going off birth control, but doing it in a healthy way, if you feel comfortable with it, and then teach us from there how to continue working with yourself and your cycle, because it's different, you know, when you have a fake period for so long, like I was on birth control for over 10 years and had that fake placebo period, and then went mm-hmm. to having a real period and it is very different. Your body's going to react yeah. differently, you know, you're going to feel differently. And so it's like a whole new ball game that you're kind of like relearning yourself during that point. Yeah, so I love for that sure. women during kind of that transitional period and then beyond. Yeah, I definitely think that this is a an amazing episode for so many because I feel like even for myself like a couple months ago before we even started talking about this this is not something that I was like even considering doing or knew anything about doing or like the way that my body works and we say it all the time like we really weren't taught as a female like what our system does and like how much is going on inside your body and how to do things for like those different stages right right or even just how to work with the 28, you know, 28 plus day cycle and not a male's 24 hour cycle. Like we talked about the same, mm-hmm. that's not something you learn in school. Yeah. And it, it those eye-opening moments. Yeah. And there's so much more that I like want to dive into with this. And this was just like, I can't, like, I think we'll probably have her on again. Uh-huh. Like we say about all of our, which you guys are seeing repeats. So we're not lying to you. Yeah, like people lying. are we're coming back. back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I just feel like we don't, we don't want to take up someone's like whole day talking to them. So we give them like an hour or like a little over. Um, And so I just feel like we, again, we scratch the surface so much to certain things where we could dive in deep. So yeah, if anything resonated with you guys out of this episode, let us know and we'll have her back and we can dive deep, like into a specific topic. Yeah. So let us know if there's anything that you would like to even just hear more about. Maybe we didn't even touch about it in this episode that you just are curious and want to learn more about. So, um, if that is the case, you can find us on Instagram where at get fitty with it pod. You can also email us at get fitty with the pod at gmail.com. And of course we'll have all of that below as well as our newsletter, which we're very early into launching. So if you want to sign up for that, more will be coming probably in the new year. Um, but then like Mary said, all of Corinne's stuff is going to be below as well. So her text number, all of the cool resources we talk about, all of just her stuff we're going to have below. Mm-hmm. So definitely check her out. And like Mary said, she does a lot of Instagram lives that are just really fun and educational because she just has talking about the information, you know, information, information in general, um, about, you know, women and women's bodies and hormones and cycles and all that good stuff. So she's just a great resource to have in your Instagram pocket. Yeah. (laughs) She brings the energy when she talks about it. Let me tell you guys, she's so fun. And I love her, like her East coast accent. Um, Oh yeah. I'm like, it's so cute. Anyways. (laughs) So (laughs) thank you guys for joining us. I know this is a little bit different with kind of like intentions, reflections, and a guest, you know, yeah, extra maybe, but Hey, that's how we're coming in hot for November. So that's, that's, it is what it is, but we will see you guys back here next week. Promise no more breaks, probably for the end of the year. And by probably, I mean, we have our schedule plan. So no more breaks for the end of the year. (laughs) So we'll see you guys back here next week and have a beautiful week. Bye.